You are listening to Way Stories. This is John Vanderslice answering your questions from the one eight seven seven Wasteoids hotline. Thank you for having me. Hey John, this is Jason. I was wondering, you've produced a lot of records in your day. What is the trick to keeping the mood in the studio productive and not stressful? Any tips and or tricks to share with us? Thanks. Hey, Jason. Uh, that's a great question, actually. And I, I would say that the role of a producer is often uh, vibe management uh, more than anything else. I mean, I think that the the main takeaways for me from producing so many records is that you are kind of like secretly doing uh, schedule management and vibe management more than anything else. And that is uh, using a lot of soft power. <laughs> which unfortunately has like a stupid political ring to it, but that's just really the only way to do it is just gentle um, corralling of energies until you you can't be gentle anymore because there are definite um, uh, meltdowns and uh, and like chaos agents that have to be uh, avoided in in the studio or the record will simply be completely derailed. So I think, um, I don't know, like, I think, like, watch a video from, like, an FBI hostage negotiator and, like, (laughs) take (laughs) tips uh, and tricks on how to, like, uh, to deal with uh, strong-willed people. And, And lots of narcissists, too. But it's a great job. Thank you, Jason. Hey, John, this is Pat Paul Jordy from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I just wanted to call and ask what your favorite restaurant is. Uh, I know that you have worked in really good restaurants, or at least Alice Waters restaurant, uh, Chez Panisse, and I'm just curious uh, what your favorite is. Thank you, and I love you. Bye. Pat, thank you for the... Uh, the question so close to my heart. I did work at Chez Panisse for five years in Berkeley, a legendary kind of farm-to-table restaurant that's credited with inventing California cuisine, or at least having a part in kind of crafting the story of what farm-to-table cooking can be. Um, And it changed my life. Many of my friends are bored of me talking about Chez Panisse, but but it really had a lot to do with why I started opening uh, studios, honestly. I have a lot of restaurants that I like. There's a, I have about a thousand restaurants on my Google restaurant list. By the way, anyone can message me and I'll send them the list. It's, it's, it's a really thoughtful list. Um, Unfortunately, COVID has made 
lists like that a lot more uh, unstable. But there's a restaurant in North Cincinnati called Morsel and Nosh. It's a Jewish deli that I think is extremely good, like really worth going out of your way to, to visit. I had just an incredible meal there a couple of years ago when I was touring. Um, I live in Los Angeles, and there I think L.A. has really been hit hard post-COVID. I think food here has gone downhill, but there's still a lot of great places to eat, especially to the east in San Gabriel Valley. Um, one of my um, favorite restaurants and one of my partner's favorite restaurants, Maria Brand, is a place called Lasita, L-A-S-I-T-A. It's a Filipino restaurant in Chinatown, and it's about 10 minutes away from us. And they have like an extensive natural wine selection and it's very like casual in a way where you order at the counter but then sit at these comfy booths so it's kind of for me it's in the perfect spot where it's not like a really uptight you know theater driven restaurant and the food and the cooking is just so sharp and interesting and fun and so that's a big date night place for us and we're going to go there this Saturday night on a date to Lasita. So if you're in LA, you got to go there. Thank you, Pat. And I, and you should try Morsel and Nosh. It's really good. Thank you. Bye. Hey, John, it's Tim in New York. Uh, you're a well-traveled individual. Uh, and so I'm looking for travel wrecks. I'm heading to Japan. You have at least a couple of songs that name check the country your line about window seats on bullet trains is echoing in my brain. To broaden the question, what's your relationship to Japan and to international travel in general? Tim, fantastic question. Um, I think that touring changed my life primarily because I was able to uh, visit places that I would never have been able to afford to go to. I toured Japan three times, and I just simply wouldn't have ever visited there once without uh, touring. Um, same goes with Australia, and of course Europe. I mean, I probably toured Europe 10 to 12 times, and that was just 100% because I was touring. My experience with Japan is just like... Um, it's so almost overwhelming. I mean, I think the first time that I toured there, I was there for three weeks. And, uh, you know, travel is supposed to crack these, like, broken systems in your brain or maybe just these, like, looped way of thinking about your own life. And going to Japan, it was just the most um, kind of, like, different place that I'd ever been to, you know. And I had been... I had been to places that I thought would be more, like, new to me. And that was the newest and most shocking. Still is. I've been there four times. And, like, every time I go, there's a separateness to Japan that's just, like, you know, the signage, the the the, the, the color palette, the, I don't know, the, 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 the kind of geography of Japan is so unusual. Especially when you get out of Osaka and, and Tokyo. There's a... A website called Table Log, Table and then L O G, and it's a it's a restaurant review. Um, so it's like if Yelp wasn't a scam, that's what Table Log is. And there's like really beautiful, detailed information on some of the best restaurants in Japan. And it's 
you know, food is so specialized in Japan that you need a, a friend. You need a helper. So I highly recommend that. And thank you for the thoughtful question. Bye. For more podcasts and videos, visit wastoids.com and follow us on YouTube and Instagram.